Hey everyone, welcome back to One Thing in Common podcast. So I am so excited and nervous and a little bit of everything right now because it is the last episode for season one. So your girl is feeling a little bittersweet, I'm not going to lie, but I'm really excited to share with y'all because this one is going to be really dear to my heart. Some of y'all may know your girl just turned 24 on December 19th. What, what? And I was really reflecting how I wanted to end season one of the podcast and what to share or talk about. And one day out of the blue, I just got this idea of, hey, how cool would it be to share 24 lessons I learned in 24 years. And so that's pretty much where the gist of this episode is going. And a lot of these lessons really just become from the mistakes I've made to wisdom that I've gathered from family, friends, mentors, podcasts, books, sermons, you know, and looking back at reflecting on all of these, all of these lessons really have helped shape me to make better and wiser choices in life. So I'm really excited to share this with y'all. It's kind of a long list, so let's get started. The first lesson I would say is to pray first. And what I mean by that is I can pinpoint times in my life where I didn't necessarily pray first, and I maybe I've jumped the gun and just went with something, but I can look back and be like, wow, that was not the wisest decision. And then I can pinpoint other times in my life where I did pray before, and I may not necessarily gone in exact word, but I got this peace from God to, yeah, go for it. Or other times, maybe not right now. But I really do believe in the power of prayer. And I really do believe that when you pray and seek God for an answer, you may not get the answer that you want, but many times he will give your heart and your mind peace to go for something or maybe wait on it or not right now. But I definitely can see how prayer has impacted my life in ways that I wouldn't be who or where I am today without it. So that's the first thing I would share. The second one is mindset is everything. And y'all, it seriously is. So I'm going to be real with you guys. And the beginning of 2020 Let's just say I wasn't the Megs that you probably see in here today. What I mean by that, and before everything happened with Corona and just a lot of things, um, I entered the year with not the best mindset. I was actually very depressed. I had a lot of anxiety. I didn't sleep well. And it just, it wasn't pretty. And I look back reflecting that the mindset I had was really toxic. I mean, it was a half glass empty rather than full. It was more pessimistic than optimistic. And because 
that was my mindset. I was living that out. And it didn't, it took time until, you know, I'll share later on with that one. But um, I got help and counsel that really changed my mindset and made me become aware of things. But when my mindset changed with awareness, my life changed all over, all over. I mean, when I tell you it was like a 180. And I look back and I'm like, wow, it, it really wasn't my circumstances because I wasn't in any circumstance to, I wasn't in a circumstance where you think, wow, what, what happened? But it was more of the mindset, the perception, the thoughts I was feeding my mind. And when I was able to get out of that and become aware of it and name it and identify it, it I was able to live a life of abundance. I was able to have an abundant mindset. I was able to see the glass half full rather than empty again. I saw life as I'm not a victim of this life. I'm a victor of this life. Life is not happening to me. It's happening for me. And when I started to live in that mindset, everything around me began to change. So that is a huge, huge lesson. Mindset is everything. The third one. Be the bigger person. There are times where I look back and I'm proud to have been, wow, I'm, I'm glad that I handled that situation being the bigger person. But I'm going to be frankly quite honest with you guys. There are other times I wasn't the bigger person. And those are the times that I've got some regret, I'm not going to lie. And it's easier to be the bigger person when you're wrong but what happens when you're right and you still need to be the bigger person and the other person is wrong? That's where I've been challenged. But I can look back and with the pain of the past of, ah, oh, I wish I had done that differently. Now I can make wiser choices and being the bigger person and not letting something small or petty get in the way. Number four, have a teachable spirit. This one I get passionate about because I just believe in being a lifelong learner. I don't think that, you know, education ends when you graduate high school. I don't think it ends when you graduate college. I believe when you have a teachable spirit, just so many doors of opportunity open. But having a teachable spirit means that I have to humble myself. I have to say, hey, I don't know it all. And I need a seek help in the things that I don't know and things that I don't understand and and not be ashamed of that, but really just to seek people that maybe where I want to be 5, 10, 15 um, years down the road and say, you know, what things did you have to do to get there? How did you have to feed your mind? How did you have to feed, you know, your soul, your spirit? And having a teachable spirit, I feel like just makes you excited for life because there's always something to learn. There's always something to look forward to. Number five, forgive quickly and often. It's easier said than done, but I'm sure all of y'all have heard many quotes of unforgiveness and how it's a poison to the soul, and it truly is. And we were not meant to live this life in unforgiveness. Because it traps us, it keeps us in this prison that 
when we're filled with unforgiveness, there's no space for love to come in. And when you release the person that did you wrong and and you forgive them, it opens so much it opens so much more love to enter into your life. And it could be something big or something small. But as I've learned, even things that are sometimes, y'all, let's be real, we can, we cannot forgive people for very little petty things, all right? I mean, I've, I've been there, right? And, and I have to remind myself like, hey, this is small, this is little, forgive and keep going and keep growing. Lesson number six, communication is key. Y'all, this is one of the biggest lessons I learned this year. And I believe communication is key to having a fruitful relationship in any sphere of your life, whether that's a personal relationship or with your family, friends, at your workspace. We're not mind readers. And sometimes I'm like, I can look back. Okay, it's a little embarrassing. All right, y'all. But it's like you just assume people can read your mind. Like, oh, they know what I'm feeling. And then, you know, okay, it's all my girls. I feel like you kind of feel me on this one. We're like, you're feeling some type of way and you just think the guy can understand what you're thinking, but they have no idea because we're not communicating with them. And so it's, it's really a great opportunity to learn so much also from the other person. And when you open the door to true communication, oh my gosh, just, I believe the relationship can be so much stronger than how it was even before, because you just allow um, each other to show up how they are. And you learn something about the other person and they learn something about you. And then there you can make true change and become stronger together. Lesson number seven, discern what you hear. This one, I would say, is a very big one, especially for a year like 2020 with so many things going on in social media, on the news. And it's honestly, y'all, it's kind of hard to believe what's true, what's not, what's real, what's fake, because we're just being constantly bombarded with so many things. And one thing my dad um, always told me was, Megs, discern what you hear because there's always a reason why somebody says the things that they say. There's always an agenda. And agendas aren't bad. It could be for good. But there's always an agenda. What are their intentions? Is it for good or is it for bad? And you want to discern because I'll give you an example. And this is an example more like friendships, relationships. I've had people at times come to me talking to me about someone else. And not necessarily bad, but they'll say a little remark like, I'll just be careful with that person. Or in a way where they kind of left a bad taste of that person. So then when I went to go meet that person myself, I projected that on them. But they didn't deserve that. They don't deserve that because at the end of that conversation or hangout have with the person, I'm like, this person's awesome. Like, I don't know what experience the other person had, but I've learned to discern when people tell me things because they're not always true and sometimes it can lead you astray. So that's a big one. Lesson number eight, you become who you hang around. Birds of a feather flock together. I know y'all heard that one and it's so true. I mean, 
the beginning of this year, again, was hard. And honestly, I wasn't around a lot of people, which didn't help. But when I got to, um, when I allowed myself to be open and transparent with people that I can trust, they embraced me with so much love. And as I hung out with them, I'm like, wow, these are people that, you know, I want to be like. They're filled with joy. They're they're filled with passion. Like they have a vision of where they want to go for the future. You know, our visions are are very similar as well. And so that helps a lot because we encourage each other. We sharpen each other. We call each other out on, you know, our stuff, if you know what I mean, but in a loving way. And when you surround yourself with people who are going somewhere, you're going with them. And maybe not on the same exact path, but on the same vision. And it leads to a lot of lifelong and fruitful friendships. Number nine, honor your convictions. This is a big one here, okay? Because very few times, I can probably name on one hand, times that I didn't honor my convictions. And those are the times that I regretted the most, 100%. And one thing I've also learned this year, over the years, is that somebody else may not have my conviction, but that doesn't mean that my conviction isn't, it's not validated. Like, it matters. I've learned this with friends and people that just because someone doesn't have your exact conviction on something else or on certain topic, situation, whatever it is, that doesn't mean that your conviction doesn't matter. You have it for a reason. I believe God instilled that in you for a reason. And when you don't follow it, then many times, though, there are the times that we can regret and be like, ooh, I think my gut was hinting at something and now I see why. Honor your conviction because it's convicting you for a reason. Number 10, learning to unlearn is crucial for growth. Y'all, I learned this so much this year in 2020. Learning to unlearn. Honestly, I never even heard of that in my life until this year when I started counseling. And I say it's crucial for growth because a lot of the things that we learn in life we may have learned from a young age, or it could be trauma. It could be a lot of different things. And if we don't unlearn, if we don't unlearn certain bad habits and we carry them on, we can't grow. And so what I've learned is that when you unlearn by having accountability, by becoming aware of it, by surrounding yourself with people that can call you out on it in a loving way that that can propel your growth. Lesson number 11. It's not your job to fix people, but to love them. This is also a big one for me. So I don't know if y'all know the Enneagram, but your girl got into the Enneagram like a lot this year. And I learned that I'm a type one. And type ones, if you guys are listening to this or type one, you know what I'm saying. We want to see the world in, we see, we have a vision of like how the world can be the best way it can be. And a lot of times we can be fixer uppers. We try to fix things, right? 
And I can see my past at times where I tried to fix people by maybe giving them unsolicited advice. And then I look back and I'm like, wow, like if they didn't ask for my advice, it's not my job to give it to them. It's my job to be there for them and to love on them. But that's something that I personally had to learn. I personally had to learn by messing up a couple of times with my friends and then maybe having some conversations where I'm like, wow, like they didn't need an advice. They didn't need some words of wisdom. They just needed a friend. They just needed somebody to be there with them, sit down with them, look them in the eye and say, I am here for you. What can I do to help? How can I be there for you? How can I serve you? That's what they need. And ever since I've been able to learn that and apply that to my relationships, it's definitely helped. (laughs) Lesson number 12. Vulnerability is not a weakness. It's a strength. This one is so interesting because my whole life I was like the least vulnerable person and at least with people that I was really close to I try to put on this like I got it all together mask like it's all good like I just did not understand the concept that vulnerability is a strength until I hit a roadblock and I realized that vulnerability was the only choice I had like I had to be vulnerable to find freedom because it was in the mask of perfection that I was living in that was keeping me inside this my own mental prison. It, was, it wasn't until I was able to be vulnerable, to be open, to be real with some people that allowed, it's like, y'all, if I can give you, I'm a very visual person. If I can give you a visual, it's like a caterpillar that's just opening up to become a butterfly. And breaking out out of the shell and flying, when you can be real and you can be seen and, and when you're vulnerable, it's, it's, it's a strength because you're not, you don't know what the other person's going to say. You don't know how that person's going to react, but you are going to be true to who you are. And that takes so much courage and so much, you're going to show up no matter what. And to me, that is so beautiful. And I've learned more than anything this year that the more vulnerable I am, the more that I can actually just be a human being and not have it all together. And that's totally okay. And also, of course, being vulnerable with with the right people. You don't want to just be vulnerable on the internet about anything and everything. But when you can find your people, when you can find the people that you trust and, and take off the mask and say, hey, I don't have it all together. Like, this is how I feel. This is what I'm going through. Like, I need help. And then you, and then you allow the other person to be there for you and love on you. It's, it's something so beautiful. And there is so much strength and so much courage in that. And it's funny because, again, I was not much of a vulnerable person. And I'm like over here like, ya tu sabe, vulnerability, let's go. <laughs> Lesson number 13. Be the friend you wish you had. 
I think I read that one day somewhere a couple years ago <laughs> and um, it hit me because I didn't really understand until I really thought about it. Be the friend you wish you had. And I feel like many times I put expectations on friends for certain things. And I guess when those expectations were unmet, they were, I guess you could say like it caused sadness or bitterness, but realizing like, who am I in the first place to be putting expectations on people that they have no idea of, of, of doing that? Like, instead of me trying to, you know, have all these people or friends do things for me, like, no, let me do it for them. Like, let me be the friend I wish I had. So this year I took that so seriously. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to be the friend that I wish I had. When my friend has an exam, I'm going to show up to her house and give her a box of brownies so she could just enjoy them before her exam. You know, when it's my friend's birthday, like I'm just going to go out of my way to make them feel so loved because that's what I would want. Right. But here's the kick. After doing that this whole entire year, I've found that I found so much fulfillment and so much joy being there for my friends, loving on them, being the friend I wish I had to my friends, that all those expectations that I put on them before are gone. Like I no longer seek that. Like that, that's not really even a thing to me. I'm like, as long as I could be there for them and I just find so much gratitude and the thing is that it's reciprocated. Like that's the thing. It, it becomes reciprocated. So when I take it off of myself and make it about me, 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 and make it about others, make it about my friends, being there for them, cheering them on, encouraging them, being there for their wins, being there for milestones in their life, then my friendships have been more fruitful. Honestly, my friendships have been more fruitful this year than any other year in my life. Because I'm not making it about myself. I'm being there and I'm being there unconditionally. Lesson 14. You don't know what you don't know. I heard this a lot growing up when I went to a lot of business seminars. And it's true. You do not know what you don't know. It takes awareness and learning to know those things. But I think it also, again, going back to the humble spirit of, hey, I don't know this. I know I don't, well, I don't really know it because I don't know it, but what I'm trying to say in this little tongue twister one right here is that be aware, be an active listener. Don't act like you know everything because we don't know everything. And when we can quiet ourselves and we listen more than we speak, we can then learn those things and understand those things of which we never understood before. Lesson 15, laugh more and laugh often. Yes, I am so for this. So this is a little embarrassing to share, but okay. So it wasn't until recently, I actually would post videos with like my laugh in the background. In the past, I would not post any, whether it was a Snapchat or Insta story video, like if I heard my laugh in the background, I was not putting it because I didn't like it. Like most girls, I'm not saying all, but most girls got like a cute little hee hee ha ha. Like it's a cute laugh, right? No, your girl, she sounded a little cray cray. Like it was like, what was that thing? Like, I was just like, like that was not cute. But I realized, wait a minute, like that's me. Like 
that's my laugh. That's who I am. And that's the laugh God gave me. And I'm going to embrace that. Like, I think back now, I'm like, okay, that's kind of silly to have done that. But I'm being honest with y'all. And just even like laughing in general with your friends, with your family, like there's so much scientific evidence to like how when you just laugh, it literally just brings up so much joy. And like you can go from being sad to like laughing and automatically like you just feel different, your body, your smile, it just changes things. So I'd encourage y'all just to find any moment where you can just laugh. And honestly, aren't isn't it the moments where like you're laughing uncontrollably with your friends and like you just feel like you got abs after that. Y'all, those are the best. Laugh more and laugh often. Lesson 16, be gentle with yourself. This is one I had to learn a lot this year. As I told y'all, I'm a type one Enneagram and we are our own worst critic. We like, there's no higher standard that somebody has for me than myself. And I'm learning to be gentle with myself. I'm learning that I am never going to be perfect. Okay. Hello. What's up? One thing in common podcast, embracing imperfection. Let's go. But I need to be gentle myself when I do make mistakes. I need to be gentle myself when I don't have it all together. I need to be gentle myself when I don't reach my goal, but I go to bed saying I did the best that I could. I need to be gentle with myself when I maybe raised my voice and I felt really bad after, but I'm like, hey, I'm a human being. Let me not do that again, but let me learn from it. Being gentle with myself, you know, not being hard on myself. Because y'all, my close friends and family know what I'm talking about, but it's it takes a joy out of life when you're so hard on yourself and you set up these almost impossible expectations for you to reach. And it's like, at the end of the day, why? Like, love yourself, be gentle yourself, and know that as long as you do that the best that you can, be proud of that. Lesson 17, call your loved ones. This is one that I definitely get from my dad because anytime that he has a moment where he's just really like not doing anything, he'll call his mom, his dad. He'll call my mom's mom. He'll call someone that he loves And I've gotten that in my spirit. So if we're driving in the car and it's just quiet, hey, call grandma. Hey, call grandpa. Because we never know. And I think we learned this in 2020 more than ever. You never know when's the last time you're going to talk to your loved one. We're not promised tomorrow. And you don't, it may not be in person, but just having that one phone call You don't know what it could do to that person. You don't know how it can make their day. Like I know when I speak to my grandma, oh my goodness, the joy in her. And she'll just text me saying, Meg's like, I love you so much. That made my day. But also the joy that I get from just listening to her and, and, and being there and being present and her sharing stories, you know, it, it means so much. It truly, truly is the little things that matter most at the end of the day. And also like, for instance, call your grandparents. They're filled with wisdom. At this age, my grandparents like Meg's like, don't give us gifts. Like we just want to talk. We just want to like share the lessons that we've learned in life. And I don't think there's anything more valuable than that. And so that one just really touches my heart. Calls, call your loved ones. Lesson 18, 
Focus on the people around the table, not what's on it. This one's kind of similar to the first episode, if you haven't heard it yet, um, about eating and not worrying about calorie counting or the ingredients or what's in the food, but just enjoying the people around it. Because I'm going to look back in my life when I'm 80 or whatever, and I'm not going to think of, wow, I am so proud I ate broccoli and chicken for dinner. Like, no, I'm going to look back at Christmas dinners, Thanksgiving dinners, and be like, oh my goodness, that was such a good night. We talked about our most embarrassing stories. We laughed so hard. Like, it was such a good time. Like, the food was great, but the company was greater. So that is definitely something that hits hard on me. (laughs) And it truly, you know, as much as I love food, man, the people that are around the table, nothing comes close to it. I love, like, I think also just meeting around a table is such a great opportunity. Like food is a great way to connect with people, right? So instead of focusing on that, focus on who you're with and being present and actively listening and just being there. Like those are the golden moments that we're going to cherish forever. Lesson 19, rest is essential. Rest is so essential. I don't believe that we were made and created to do this life like in a hamster wheel nonstop. Like, no, I'm a firm believer that there's a full day, like a whole 24 hours that we were made to rest. Whether that's Sunday for you, Monday, Tuesday, whatever day it is to rest, to be, rest your soul, rest your mind, rest your spirit. Because at the end of the day, you can work, 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 but you're not going to look back at your life and be fulfilled with all the work that you did. Sometimes the happiest days are going to be your rest days. I know for me, my rest days, I look back at my week, let's just say, and I'm like, oh my goodness, that one day of rest literally prepared me for the rest of the week that it take on. And so rest, so good for your heart and your mind. Which leads me to my lesson number 20, which is kind of similar. Feed your mind, body, and spirit. I am a firm believer that, you know, you can have the best body and working out physically, but if you're not feeding your spirit, if you're not feeding your soul or your mind, forget it. Like, you're not going to be a healthy human being. You're, you may physically look healthy, but it's not about the looks. It's how you feel. And so this one, for me, I really take time to do just that. I take time to read. I take time to pray. I take time to work out because that makes me more energized. I'm able to show up a better version of myself um, and be the best version of myself with others. When I do work out, when I do work on, you know, push my body to limits that I, I didn't know I could. When I feed my mind with podcasts and books, and when I feed my spirit, whether that's having a conversation over coffee with a friend, or again, whether that's through prayer or just talking to God, like doing all of those things, daily habits every day will lead you to a healthier, more happier and fulfilled life. Lesson number 21, make time every day to do something that brings you joy. I can name a couple for me that looks like waking up early 
and making either my cafecito and journaling and reading. And just that little, those little things, I'm telling you, it really shifts my day. Because there's times like I don't do that and I'm not the same Megs, right? But it's times when I do that or maybe it's going for a jog like today. I was feeling a little like not down, but just like tired because I hadn't worked out in a while. And I went for a jog and my spirit, just like listening to good music and the sun hitting my face and the wind blowing, it felt so good. And it was nothing magical or extreme. I was just going for a jog, but I took time to be intentional to do something that brought me joy. Whether, I don't know what that is for you. Maybe it's phoning a friend. Maybe it's baking or cooking. Maybe it's playing soccer. Whatever it is, when you take time to carve out a piece of your day to do something that brings you joy, it, it makes your heart happier. It makes you happier. And you really show that. And it shows within you. Lesson number 22. Don't wait until you have everything to get started. Just get started. Y'all. With this podcast, your girl had no equipment, all right? Um, It's funny because a lot of my friends are like, yo, Megs, like, do you record in a studio or like, it sounds like, and I'm like, y'all, you want to see where I record literally in my room with a microphone that I got off of Amazon and a laptop, like, that's it. And um, it's funny because it's so easy. It's, what's the word? Like, paralysis over analysis or analysis or paralysis, something like that. And it's when you get so fixated on trying to have everything perfect that you actually don't end up doing anything. And that was a lot of me in my past. And so I've learned, I don't need a studio. I don't need X, Y, or Z. Like I just need me, a microphone that sounds good enough and a will to just do the thing. And I do the example with the podcast, but Whatever it is for you, maybe it's a journey of you want to be stronger next year physically, right? And so maybe you're waiting to have the perfect gym membership and the perfect shoes. And it's like, no, like just go for a walk outside. (laughs) As simple as that. Or maybe you have a deep burning desire to start your own podcast or write a book. Whatever it is, you don't need everything you think you need. You just need to get started and everything else will follow. Lesson number 23, it's okay to not be okay. It's just not okay to stay there. And this is where I want to elaborate a little bit more of what I touched on of the beginning of 2020 being funky for me is that I was in a very not good mental state, again, depressed, anxious, a lot of things, a lot. And um, I was there for a couple months. And it it took a while until I got to a point with myself and I was like, okay, okay, Megan, it's okay to not be okay because clearly you're not okay right now, but it is not okay to stay this way. Like, you are better than this and you deserve better than this. You deserve to live a life that God's called you to live. 
a life of abundance, of joy. And I was living the complete opposite of that. And so for me, it what that looked like was was counseling, like professional counseling, because I I had spoken to friends, I had spoken to family, and nobody can get to me. Nobody until I sought out a professional counselor that had her degree and knew what she was doing and got down and asked me certain questions that literally, y'all, it's like she was putting a mirror in my soul. And I was like, whoa. She asked me certain questions that just got me again with the whole mindset thing. Like she asked me certain questions where it was like, boom, mindset, mindset shift, boom, mindset shift. But I had to come to the conclusion, and I remember this perfectly, at the beginning of the year, I told myself, Megs, you're not okay and that's fine, but you can't stay here. And 2020 hasn't been easy at all. I mean, people have gone through so many different things. I don't even know where to begin. But maybe you're listening to this and maybe you're feeling like that. Maybe you're like listening. You're like, yes, Meg's like, I'm, I'm not feeling okay. And, and I don't know what to do. I want to say number one, first off, that's okay. And that is so okay. But let's not stay there. Like, let's get out of this together. Whether your first step may be phoning a friend to say, hey, I'm going through this. I need help. Or, or seeking wise counsel, whether that's a pastor or a parent. Hey, I'm, I'm really struggling in this area. Can, can you be there for me? Whatever it is, when you open up to people that you love and trust and it's reciprocated back, they're going to be there for you and they're not going to allow you to stay there. Just how my friends and family didn't allow me to stay there. You know, for me, it took a counselor, but had I not gotten that help, had I, had I just stayed there, this podcast probably wouldn't be happening. (laughs) A lot of things probably wouldn't have happened. And so I elaborate on that one deeply because it really hits home for me. And I say this with my whole heart. If you're not, if that's you right now and, and you're, again, I'm, I'm not okay. It, that is fine. But there's so much more out there for you. There is so much more out there for you. There's a life of abundance and of joy and of gratitude, but it takes time to get out of that. And so whatever that looks like for you, you know, step one, maybe texting a friend or whatever that is, I really encourage y'all because had I not taken the the necessary steps to do that. Again, this podcast wouldn't be here and I don't know where I'd be mentally and physically, but that's a huge lesson just to become aware of. And the last one, which Mike Todd says a lot and I love, and it says, the goal is not perfection, but progression. And that kind of also goes back to the heartbeat of this podcast which is embrace your imperfections because none of us are imper- none of us are perfect. And I could see at times where I tried to strive to be perfect and it left me burnt out and weary 
and just like, why am I not enough? Well, the first place is you're aiming at something that's not even real. <laughs> like that's number one. And number two, you're focused on the wrong thing. I was focused on the wrong thing. I was focused on being something that's unrealistic, which is perfection. But the moment that I shifted my perspective and said, you know what? Perfection. No, I'm not going to you because that's, that's not real for us human beings. Progression is what we need to aim towards. Progression is one step closer, one step towards your goal, whether you're trying to run a 5K and you walk whatever amount of steps, that's progress. You know, the, the quote, Rome wasn't built in one day. And I have to remind myself that every day because sometimes I can be like, why am I not here? Well, that's the, the, the perfect little Megan trying to speak. And it's like, no, 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 we're going to shut her off. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna talk real and we're going to talk raw. And we're going to aim for progression. How did I progress from yesterday? How did I become a better version of myself from yesterday? How did I improve? When you have that mindset of progression, it takes all this weight off of striving to be something that we're not and just truly being and embracing who we are. Y'all, so that was the 24 lessons that I learned in 24 years. And I just wanted to let y'all know that I will be taking a break with the podcast um, with, and season two will come out on February 1st. Now, I know that sounds like a long time from now. It's a, it's a whole month break. And the reason why I want to, I'm taking that break and sharing this with y'all is because I'm very intentional when I start any new year. And I'm a firm believer that preparation is key to anything in life. And I really want to just, again, what I shared with y'all, feed my soul, feed my spirit, feed my mind, because you can't give what you don't have. You can't pour out of an empty cup. And so within the next month, I'm going to just be very intentional on what I want the year to look like, you know, set a word for myself and, and set a vision and write my goals down and aim for those things. And I encourage y'all as well to do the same thing. Like join me on this journey of, of January being just a year, a year, a month to prepare ourselves for a year of intentionality and growth because where there's no vision, people perish. Right. And so I already have so many exciting things coming for season two, which you will find out when it comes out, but I'm already so excited, like literally too excited. But I really want to share that with y'all because I would like y'all to join me and to do this thing together. And again, 2020 was a lot, but I think with anything being a lot, there's so much to take out of that. There's so much gold and wisdom to take out. So why not take everything, the good, the bad, and the ugly that we learned in 2020 and use that to our advantage for 2021 to make better decisions, to make wiser decisions, to, to, know what we want and necessarily maybe what we don't want and and to not aim of where we want to be but more of who do we want to become in the year of 2021 y'all it's been an absolute honor to have 
been on this journey with y'all on the podcast and it brings me so much joy to do this and I want to thank y'all for listening also if you've enjoyed the podcast in the past episodes please leave a rate and review also within the next month you can take a look at any of the other episodes and I'm so excited going into the new year and I'm so grateful for each and every one of you. I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your year and I'll see y'all in 2021.